Welcome to CX and Shul, the real, raw customer experience podcast by Exo Studios, the creative arm of ExtendOps. Listen in as today's host, Diana Castaneda, is joined by Jairo Saboya, vendor manager at Rappi. Tune in as they shed light on the motivations behind professional growth, the significance of respecting and valuing a career in BPO, and the exciting potential of AI in our ever-involving industry. Enjoy! and welcome to another episode of CX and Chill. I'm happy and very thrilled to announce our next guest. Um, he's a guest that many of you will be familiarized with. He is, uh, has a very uh, deep experience in what we call the VPO industry, the call center industry, and also doing the jump into the tech world, the client side, or what we call, you know, like the vendor management world. So it's a pleasure to me to introduce this person, more than seven years of experience uh, in this industry, um, Colombian, very Latin. <laughs> uh, I would like you to please welcome Haido. Haido, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. So Haido, what is it that um, let's say that you recall the most of your experience in this tech world and journey. So the whole journey has been pretty amazing. I think that when I look back all those years ago, um, what I take out the most is just how it transformed my life entirely. So when I started all those years back, I was very lost <laughs> to uh, lack of a better expression, it was very lost. And uh, I de definitely found in the VPO um, something to work for, something that really gave me a lot of passion, definitely a lot of passion, something that I was really good at. And um, I was able to, well, get better, get some some new roles, and then jumped into the tech world, which, which was, wow, <laughs> becoming just kind of the expert, so to speak, in a specific thing. Because yeah. when I jumped to the tech world, I wasn't like in the BPO where so many people were doing the exact same thing that I was doing, but I was the expert. I was like, had to put my language into a, something that would um, adapt to the industry. And that was like something really new. But um, yeah, it was definitely a very amazing roller coaster. So I, I, I was recalling... Like, you know, you go back in time when we started <laughs> yeah. um, and then er, like those times when you're like, thank you for calling. Um, so what would you say that like what experience or what moment in that time of your career impacted you the most and helped you the most to evolve to where you are today? Taking calls, right. So <laughs> there are two very specific moments that I recall. I'm going to try to breeze through both of them. So there's one specific call that I will never forget. It was like maybe five months in as, an, as a customer service agent. So this guy, um, he was calling because his cable was broken. Like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> he had some issues with his bill and there was a lot to do with that account. And uh, I started explaining everything that he needed to do and what he his business would be. And the guy just started crying right, right out of the blue. And I was like, Oh, sir, please don't cry. I'm not, I'm not trained for this. I'm not trained for this. <laughs> but that, yeah, like the customer service training just kind of right. clicks in and 
you have to show empathy, some voice in my head said. And I just started like going through the motions and asking things, but then I was really invested on what was going on with him. So long story short, he lost everything in his divorce. He lost his house, he lost his everything. And he was just very overwhelmed for it at the moment. And uh, I just kind of helped him feel better as a customer service agent he did not expect any kind of consultation from me but i ended up kind of having a very heart to heart conversation with him and i hung up the call and it was like that's a very real uh situation going on right here so yeah it's not all corporate and you know it's it's not customer service is more like a customer experience and all in, in all of that so yeah that definitely stuck with me for the longest time and uh then the other piece was when i was starting to get really good like uh, taking calls i started um being like a backup supervisor a couple of times so um, my teammates will start like, hey, you go ahead and do this. You go ahead and uh, show us how it's done and, and all that. And uh, that was the very breaking point in my career because at that point, at least, because that's when I realized like, hey, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy teaching people. I really enjoy like being this good at something so that I can, I can teach everybody and um, just keep growing. So that's when I was like, Maybe I can not only be a backup, but I can I can grow here, and uh, that's when I started feeling less lost. And it's funny when you said like I mean just naturally when we say hey yeah remember those times remember you know like when we were in the uh, BPO and then we we started to scale not even starting to scale but just doing our job and then you said like yeah when we were lost <laughs> when we were just like. <laughs> We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and, and now, like, so it, it hits me because you share something very personal of you. And it's like, why were you doing all of this? Why did you decide not to be lost? And to then lost. to understand that there is something else in this industry <laughs> that, uh, of course, like, it's it's a tech environment and it took you to another or it led you to another tech environment where you feel like, oh, I'm more empowered or I'm more like, I have more affinity, but it, everything was related because there is a purpose behind. What's yeah. the purpose? So, um that's a uh, long i'm gonna make it short it's a sad i'm gonna make it empowering <laughs> okay. um story so basically it all goes back to i was 24 i'm an only child and my father passed away that year so i was just fresh out of college i'm actually an artist if you can believe that uh, yeah am... we can see it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so I'm a musician, actually, by career. No way, yes, yeah. we can see it. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I started that in college, and I really did the, wasn't feeling the passion, so I was really dealing with a lot of um, failure. So that was the very first time in my life where I said, like, yeah, this is definitely a failure. I, I chose the wrong path. I wasted my father's money, and uh, I'm not going to do anything with this. So that was very rough, and then my father died. Um, then um, my mom and I, of course, got extremely close, even more close than we that we used to be. Yeah. And um, times were tough. Money was not uh, very <laughs> we were sufficient <laughs> at the time, so we started struggling a lot. So my mom started to think maybe we can rent uh, this other room, maybe we can do a lot of things. She was very sad. 
And um, at the moment I was like, okay, so this is very hard. You can cry all you want, but at the end of the day, you still have a decision to make and you're still going to have a problem. So um, I asked I asked to myself, what else can I do? What else I know how to do other than this, that it's not giving me any money because, yeah, it wasn't giving me any money. Um, so I said, well, I can't talk English somehow. So <laughs> let's um, let's see what we can do with that. And I landed in my first customer service job there. And from there, fast forward those 10, maybe 11 months taking calls and the stories that I just shared with you. And um, I get my first group of supervisors and everything just kind of clicked in right there. So two motivations in place right there. My mom, of course, I got extremely close to my mom. So I had to be the man of the house and, and whatnot. And uh, two, what was my purpose and what was something that I really enjoyed doing. So after those months of taking calls and getting my first supervisor role, I started learning that I had some skills very deep that I didn't know. For example, I had no idea that I was good with numbers. In fact, I thought that I was really bad at numbers because, well, I'm an artist, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It turned out that I was not bad at num with numbers at all and that I actually enjoyed numbers quite a bit. So the, um, the, the other part, like me leading people, that's something that I could just not imagine happening. Not at all. And it's funny because, well, I remember, and just to give background and context, <laughs> uh, when <laughs> I met him, I mean, he was an agent. I, w I had become like a supervisor, a manager, can recall. Yeah. Um, and he was just literally lost. He was like, you wouldn't think all of the things that are behind um, this story, like that they were there. And I'm like, just in shock. I'm like, like a complete evolution. Like, yeah. like the, the black and white of Haido. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's really nice for you of you to say that. But yeah, I definitely find a passion there. And I started like, we took our separate ways uh, after uh, some months. But then... Um, I kept growing, definitely. I started just not uh, supervise, a supervisor just leading agents, but then I started leading supervisors, uh, kind of that middle management position, and then I went to a full-pledged manager. And then uh, when I realized I had two programs under my wing, so to speak, with about 300-something people, which was, I think, the most that I had in the BPO. And then I moved to another whole world, which is where I am right now, and I cannot possibly be happier and more grateful to the industry really and and how how would you say like that vpo expertise slash background um influence everything that you're doing and you were very humble and very very polite to say i do this for my family but you said i do everything like simply to me straightforward diana i do this for my mom like yeah. everything i do it is to give back to my mom yes so it's like how how do you feel about be starting in a BPO, probably where you know, like everybody's like, What am I doing here? <laughs> um, and then making that journey be where you are today, and then seeing that all of that allowed you to be here. How do how does it make you feel? I take a lot of pride in my in my road, of course. And uh, I think that the best way is to put it in my mom's terms. So when she's like answering questions like how's your kid doing well my kid is 33 first of all and um he's, he tells the story and he's like 
nobody wakes up one day and say, I want to be a call center agent. No, no, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. But um, I kind of took the best thing of a very, very bad scenario with my, my, my dad passing away and all that and looking for some new skills, looking for some new passions and in order to solve our problem. Like she says, um, maybe if we didn't face the loss that we had, maybe you wouldn't be who you are right now. So I would like to think that that is not the case. We'll never know. But whatever the case may be, I was uh, really blessed with the way that my mom was with me uh, through that time. So I will forever be grateful and do every single thing that I do to honor her and to give her whatever she may need. And do you, I mean, that's truly inspiring. And I think that we, we, we have the ability and advantage and it's just like something that it's within our power when we have experienced that and where we come from and we, we understand it, we have lived it. So with you in that position, what would be a good advice or, or any type of advice or word that you want to share with people who are exactly where you probably were or felt uh, in the industry and uh, and how would you tell them or what would you tell them to so they can take advantage of that and then, you know, like enhance it and then just see where it goes. Right. So um, it's a beautiful industry, first of all. BPO industry is... Uh, it's the love and hate, they say. It's a love and hate. <laughs> yeah. It's not... I, I don't like what people say, like, when are you going to get a real job? No, that's right. a real job. Right. It really is. Right. It really is a real job. The thing with being... Um, let's start with the with very first, with being a customer service agent, it's that it's a very easy job to do wrong. So it's very easy to be just very sloppy, to do the bare minimum, things like that. But the thing with the industry is that I'm not some outlier case where like nobody uh, does well in the industry. No, of course not. A lot of people do it. And it's because the industry has this way of giving, sorry, to people something depending on what they are looking for. So for example, you can go there completely lost like I was yeah. and you're going to be just fine as long as you do it with love, you do it with responsibility. Or you can do it for just a couple of months, just uh, maybe six months, I'm going to pay for some bills, I'm going to pay for my college and then just get out. Whatever the case may be, just treat it with respect. It's what I always said to my first groups of, of agents whenever I talk to them. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, if you do not know what to do, there's a lot of things that you can do there. Maybe you don't need to lead. Maybe you can, uh, you are passionate about, about people. Then there's definitely something to you for you to do there. But the bare, the minimum requirement is that you do your job with responsibility and with care. It's not just some random job. It's an actual job and you have to respect it. Nice. And I, I like what you were saying, just remind me of. How do you how do you see this technology evolution that we have AI you know like right. everything that it's evolving um, and especially you that you, you know you look at a big bigger extension of tech companies like what you're doing in vendor management how do you see that this is impacting and changing the world ChatGPT all of the bots everything coming from where you're coming right so I mean. Chatbots are. Let's go back to like just just the chatbots. The first very first chatbot was like 1966. It's very old, and then we didn't see an actual version of what it kind of is today until 2001. And when those came out, it was like the industry is over. 
like chatbots are going to destroy yeah. the call center industry. The Terminators. And yeah, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that was not going to happen. And what did the industry do? They would actually be able to uh, grasp the context and the content and actually be able to develop some technology. So business processes, process outsourcing is the meaning of BPO. They're outsourcing things, services, not only contact center services. Contact services, contact center services happen to be the most common, but it's not the only thing. So the BPO industry understood that and started developing technology for their clients with chatbot solutions. Now, comparing AI as we are seeing it today with chatbot, it's a grossly oversimplification. I'm not saying that they're <laughs> remotely similar. AI is going to change your lives in the midterm and long term, undoubtedly. They will. But we're not facing a Netflix blockbuster kind of situation. It's not going to absorb the other. And it's, it's not like happening now. It takes it's, time. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. It's going to take time. And uh, the industry is going to be investing a lot of time and a lot of uh, money on research mm -hmm. to kind of adopt the AI way of doing things. But I don't think that we're remotely close to... Um, the the end of the BPO industry and there's always going to be a huge chunk of the industry that is going to be remaining with the customer service agent as usual no doubt about it so what would you take out of like that customer experience like that customer uh, service um agent level sort of thing what, what would you say like ah oh, this is this is something that will remain but it will be empowered by tech but not replaced by tech Yeah, so I think that when I think about that, I think that I think about what can be replaced faster by AI. So, for example, all those data entry things, all those back, back office jobs, maybe those are the ones that are going to be impacted first by AI. But the what we think about front desk customer service, but kind of over the phone. That's, that kind of thing is always going to be staying. People will always want to talk with an actual person. And that feeling that you get when you sometimes call some, some customer service and you feel like, I cannot be speaking with a robot anymore. I want to be transferred to an actual agent. I think that we're mild. We're years away from that moment still. So what, what the regular customer experience is being right now, uh, I think that will remain for the longest time still. Perfect. And then it's, how would you combine that and, and your experience? How would you combine that knowledge of we'll be there, it's just, you know, tech is just helping us um, with how to empower from a leadership position in the tech industry and in this outsourcing industry, the people who are starting in these careers, right? Like the ones that are probably still thinking like, what is a VPO? <laughs> or what is it? Where am I? Uh, or, you know, like people who are looking to understand how to expand their business or scale it when, you know, with some benefits um, and they are like, VPO what? What do they do? And, yeah. and how, how would you, what would you say? Like, oh, th these things integrate. This is what you will find. And this is like, if you're an agent or if you're looking to, for someone to invest in VPO, this is what you will get. Right. So um, I think it's definitely, it, it can be scary, right? People are starting right now and thinking like, there's no way that this business is going to last. Like BP, yeah. what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's still, um, I would definitely just say, just be calm. I think that we're really very long time away 
from an actual change in the industry from AI. So the final goal is always going to be um, improving the customer satisfaction, right? And AI is just going to be another mean to do that. So I would say what I would recommend what I've myself been doing and what my colleagues are doing, which is really documenting ourselves very well on what is be what's going on, right? So AI is definitely going to impact everyone and everywhere. And um, let's just say that, first of all, customer service is not one of their priorities, I would say. Like, for example, the biggest breakthroughs are going right now in healthcare, are going right now in, um, for example, the the self-driving cars and the the way that the layout of the city is being mapped oh, yeah that's really cool yeah. that's really 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 cool and that's where um that th those investments are really going and of course there's going to be someone right now thinking hmm, how can I, I automatize the customer service industry and and just like yeah because some are like i want it fully and like now there is a there is a magic behind yeah. and you're still dealing with humans. So exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that people are really going to be looking forward to the complete extinction of the BPO. It's no. more like integration, right? It's, it's integration, like how do we yeah. complement? Uh and it's like, yeah, well, we don't wear just, you know, like the yeah. smart technology and et cetera to replace the fact that I know how to read an analog clock, for example. Or, exactly. or things like that, right? But they just enhance and and help out in general. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely agree. And uh so going back to your story of your purpose and, and why you do these things, like so how would you what would be your recommendation and the key things that you focus when working with outsourcers, right? Like, what is it that you as a client, as a customer, as, you know, as, as Haido, more than just a company, but you, with your experiences, with your experience, what is it that you, you go and look and say, hey, I know that this place has a right because mm -hmm. A, B, C. Right. So, uh, technology is, of course, a must. So, um it's a very old industry and there's a lot of competition. And when you start uh, looking for providers, you start seeing that not everybody is prioritizing the same things. So, um, for example, if you go somewhere and you want to place an outbound campaign or something and they don't have pred predictive dial or technology or they don't know they it They don't even well. know how to use it. Like, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, what? Yeah, we can definitely take calls. Yeah, okay. Let's uh let's That's another talking. bit, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 keep talking. <laughs> so yeah, technology is definitely very important. And they not only the technology that they have, but what are they doing to improve their own technology? So for example, on the business that you tend to do, they give you a walkthrough of all the departments. So this is operations, this is quality, this is training, this is technology. And that's when like, okay, why are you doing technology? Why are you doing innovation? So that's important. Um, second, the way that they structure the whole department, I mean, the whole operation, um, sorry, the other departments around the operation. Mm -hmm. So you have your agents, you have your service or whatever. How do you put Enable. everything in tandem with, the, with them? So how does quality come in? How does the workforce piece come in? How does everything integrate with one another? Because not everything seems so seamless. So, for example, you go to one and they like, oh, okay, so we train like this way and this way and this way. And then what? Nothing. That you start How trained. do you connect it? Just exactly. like, don't make it siloed. Exactly. Right? So it's completely cyclical. It should be completely cyclical and not every time it is. So that's one of the things that I definitely look out uh, for the most. And... Um, 
the way that they kind of structure the whole operation. So it's not always, and I that was that definitely came as a surprise to me because I had BPO experience in only two companies. And uh, as a vendor manager, I started going to visit to a lot of them. And they do things very differently. So the way of work, their know-how, it's very different. Yeah. So it's something that definitely has to click with what you are looking for and what, of course, your company is looking for. Like your, your inner culture and how you extend it, right? Like exactly. Exactly. So not everybody has their operation structured the way that is good for your business. If you are running some kind of um, delivery app or something like that, it's going to be very different if you're running an e-commerce company or something. So their, 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 their way of work for the specific industry that you have is definitely going to be a plus. If they have experience in some other companies like that, it's even going gonna, gonna to be even better. Absolutely. And, and in that range, it's, it gives you like all of the opportunities, as you said, to be whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's an industry like the fast paced growth that yeah. you can have in a BPO. It's like startups are one thing. Now, imagine BPOs, how fast also the growth happens. And yeah. now that we have technology, like a merch of that. It's like, boom, it's like you live one month, it's 10 years. That's equivalent. That's a ratio these days. <laughs> um, totally. But it's, uh, it's, it's very dynamic and it allows, as you said, like allows you to choose whatever you want to be, whatever you want to try. Uh, just do it with respect and care and love, yes, as you said. Exactly. Amazing. So hi, I, I, I have a last but not least, very important question. Sure. And next are we like to live by our values, our core um, thoughts and, and sentiments. And one of those is stay wild. So how does Haida stay wild? So how does Haida stay what, sorry? Wild. Wild, oh, wild. <laughs> how does Haida stay wild? Okay, um, I honestly... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are things that you, you don't, that. We're, we're no filters <laughs> here, just pick it out, bring it raw. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so I, I honestly get bored fairly quickly. So the way that I do things is just like understanding a very crucial structure, kind of leave it uh, there and just taking care of it doesn't fall off, right? So... I like to sometimes like turn everything around, do something new um, in, in, in very small things sometimes. So maybe I won't work from this place here today, but maybe do some other. I'll just call up some random meeting and share some random <laughs> things. Uh, probably I'll do that on Friday when everybody's tired. And um, nice. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes on Monday to keep the the just going. to keep the mood, you yeah. know, like uh, see, <laughs> si, claro, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, and just kind of be unpredictable between a very predictable <laughs> kind of way of work as well. You're a yeah. wind of change. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It was my pleasure, really, uh, and an unexpected feeling of change as you <laughs> yeah. just defined it. Um, but I think it's it is what it is. You just explained everything that we have lived through, and it's awesome to see you again. Thank you for sharing your experience and thoughts thank with us. Thank you for having me, Diana. No, so nice to see you. Nice. Thank you. And uh, thank you everyone for watching us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you as an audience. Remember, just hit like, love, whatever it is. Uh, share and spread your comments with us. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. And that's our show. CX and Chill is a production of Exo Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps. 
with today's host, Diana Casaneda, executive producer, Sean McCreary, producers, David Spear, Clarissa Coronado, and Memo Devalos, editors and videographers, Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez, graphic support from Jordan Madrid, and social media guru, Claudia Corona. <laughs>